Can we just pray just for a moment? That's okay. Yeah. Just, um, just sense the Holy Spirit over you all now, over us all. Yeah, just, just hovering. And now just reaching down, touching the top of your head, your shoulders, soaking right into your bodies right now. Holy Spirit, we pray that as we listen to your word this morning, that as has already been asked, that we will be attentive to your word, that our ears will be opened to what you have to say to us. If you have to remind us of stuff that we already know, that's great. If you have to teach us stuff that we didn't know, that's good too. But whatever happens this morning, Father, in, in this place, as your word is ministered about, we just pray that we'll receive it and it will be life-giving and, and healing to us and it will lift us and it will make us the kind of people that you want us to be. Holy Spirit, just, just, just work in our lives today, tomorrow, and, and just keep on doing that. Because we are your children, and you are our Father. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. There's a scripture that I picked up and it says on the board there and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters. How, how, how does that strike you? That there's a God in heaven who wants to be your father. I will be a father to you, I will be a perfect father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. And, and, and this morning, this morning, with that scripture in mind, that, that's, that's how it is. You and me are sons and daughters, and the God that we've been worshipping a few minutes ago is our Heavenly Father. That's a relationship. That's something to be cherished. That's something to be, to be treasured. It's something to be gotten hold of and not let go. How do you feel about that? You, you, can, you can answer me if you want, you know. But, but, but it's, it's true, isn't it? That he is our father. And you will be my sons and daughters. That's the relationship. Brilliant. I wonder if you've ever 
heard of a, a lady called Maya Moore. Probably not. I'll tell you a bit about her. But I, I, found, I found this in, in a book that I bought um, last week. And um, you know, when you open a book, uh, there, there are always uh, at the back or on the inside sleeve or whatever, uh, these endorsements of the book, yeah? I bought this book, I read it, and, you know, there's always... And this is a, a lady, Maya Moore, and she... Well, let me, let me just read to you what she wrote in, about this, this book. It's, a, it's, about the, it's about God being a loving father to us all. If you want to know the title of the book, I'll tell you later. I've only just had it, and it looks pretty good. Um, so, this is what she writes... Olympic gold medals, WNBA titles, that's Women's National Basketball uh, of America, yeah, titles, and undefeated seasons could easily be described as the most important part of my identity. So here's a woman who's, who's you know, spent her life doing basketball, got to the highest standard she possibly could. She's won Olympic gold medals, WNBA titles, and she's gone through undefeated seasons. And she could turn around and say that they could be easily described as the most important part of my identity. But it's not, she says. Knowing that I'm a beloved daughter of a perfect father changed my life years ago and you know what that means don't you you know who that perfect father is you can see that this lady Maya Moore has got a, a faith and she's come to see that God himself to her is a perfect father a perfect dad yeah and this is, this is one of the one of my favourite ministries if you like because I've gone through father's stuff a few years back and, and, it, and it's touched me it, it really has and, and it's done something for me and to me and, and, and in me you know this, 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 this father's father stuff see when I look at God now I don't look at God as a God I look at God as a perfect dad yep yeah. I look at God as a perfect father so this woman, who's four times WNBA champion, two times Olympic gold medalist, WNBA all-star, an all-time leading scorer, looks at her own life and says the most important thing in her life is not what she's done and what she's won, but it's who she is. She is the daughter of a perfect, loving father. So... I'm asking you, I want to, I want to share with you, um, what's the most important thing in your life? Yeah? I, I, pick, I picked this quote up years ago, and I use it time and time and time again. And I, I shall never tire of using it. But it's this. The most important thing in your life is not what you do, it's who you become. Get that? The most important thing in your life 
is not what you do, although it is important to do stuff, we know that. It's not what you do, it's who you become. And you become by knowing that you are loved by a perfect dad, by a, per a perfect father. When I was reading this book the other day, I picked up another quote, one that I'd never seen before and one that made me think. Because the writer says this, and it's not a new thing, it's something that's generations old, uh, the, uh, a theologian in an, in, a, in an earlier generation came up with this one. It's this. What's the most important thing that you think about when you think about God? What's the most important thing that you think about when you think about God? Because it defines, I think, I believe, who you are in in, you know, in the kingdom. It defines who you are. What's the most important thing that you think about? Do you think about God as being almighty? Do you think about God as being all-known? Do you think about God as being all-loving? All these things that we think about when we think about God. The writer says, the most important thing that you should think about when you think about God is that God is your father. Yeah? You see, we, we, tend, to, we tend to put God in categories. We think that God is an, is an almighty God. We think he's an all-powerful God. We think he's an all-seeing God. We think he's an all-knowing God. We, 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 know, we know all these and we believe them to be true. But all these things are wrapped beneath an umbrella of a father. Get that? Because everything about God, being almighty, being all-powerful, being all-seeing, being all-knowing, comes from the fact that God's a father. He's a father first. He's a perfect father first. He's a loving father first. He's got your interests at heart first. Because that's who God is. He's a loving father to you and to me. So... The next time you think about God, what's the most important thing that you're going to think about when you think about God? That God is my loving Father. And that can change lots of things in your life. I've got three, three categories up there. I've, I've, I've called my talk this morning Deeper, Stronger and Safer. And as, as, we, as we work our way through, you'll... You'll see where I'm going. You'll see what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting at. But, because, but I believe that, the, that our life consists of going deeper, getting stronger, and being safer or feeling, feeling safer. So let's have a look, let's have a look at the first one uh, about, about deeper. Right? Okay. So it says that my father's reassuring voice calls me deeper. My heavenly father, my heavenly dad, his voice calls me deeper. You know your scriptures, you know that Jesus went to the River Jordan to be baptised by John the Baptist. You know that. So after a little bit of a, a, a kind of discussion between Jesus and John, John didn't want it. Why should I do you? Because you're the son of God. And 
But Jesus convinced John to baptise him. So, Jesus was baptised by John, and as he was coming out of the water, there's a voice comes from heaven. And this voice says, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. You're my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. I wonder what the, the, the people around at that time would have, would have made of that when, when, they, when they heard the voice. You, Jesus, are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Here was a heavenly father talking to his son and telling him what he thought of him. He's saying, you're my dearly loved son. You know, you, you, only you know how much love I've got for you. Yeah, that's what God was saying to his son. And you are highly valued in my sight. A voice speaking to a son. A father's voice speaking to a son. Do you know, if there's one thing, I was thinking about this this week, if there's one thing that I regret about being a young boy is not hearing my father's voice enough. Yeah? Some of you can identify with me on this. Yeah? Not hearing my father's voice enough. Not hearing my father come up to me and say, Roy, I love you. You're my son. I'm happy with you. You belong to me. I didn't hear enough of that when I was a kid. You see, there, there's a longing deep down inside all of us that wants to be loved. And that longing, you know, is there. It's undeniable. We all want to be told that we're loved and that we belong. Every single one of us. And the, you know, I, I didn't have that when I was a young lad. And I, some, something's got, oh, it's back, is he? Okay, right, thank you. Yeah, so, so there was this, I, I didn't have this when I was a young lad. I, I didn't have my father coming up to me and saying, Roy, I love you. You're mine. You belong to me. Another thing I regret was the fact that my dad never used to come and watch me do the sports that I loved. He never came to watch me do cross country. I was rubbish at football. But he never came to watch me do my sports. When I got back home, he'd say, how did you get on? But, you know, I just used to shrug it off. And there was that that was missing from my life when I was a, a young lad. Not having any encouragement from my dad. My dad used to say to me a lot, what do you want to do this for? What do you want to do that for? Waste of time doing that, isn't it? He put a lot of negative thoughts into my life. 
Let me say, let me say, let me say, that when I became a Christian, I put it all right with my dad. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I hold no grudges, I'm not bitter, and, and, and I think in, in, emotionally and, and, and mentally I'm okay about that. Because when I became a Christian, we put it right together, yeah? But there was, the, the, there was this in my life when I was younger that I didn't have, you know, a dad to support me. Now, let me tell you another thing that's personal. Another thing that I regret is being a dad myself. The number of times that I've missed out on telling my daughters how much I love them. Yeah. I, I look back over my life. And, 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 and I can see the times when I should have said to my girls, I love you. You're precious. I want to encourage you to do this, that, and the other. And I look back over my life, and you know, I, I can see where I missed out. And I, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, when I think about it, I'm full of remorse and and, and, and apologies and, and shame and all, all that sort of stuff. Because I know that I've not been a perfect dad. <laughs> you know. But I know. But I know. Since I became a Christian, it's been a long time ago now, since I became a Christian, I've learned to live in the love of a father. Yeah? And I've learned to listen to my father's voice as my father speaks to me. Because I know that whatever my dad speaks over me, whatever my dad, your dad speaks over you, it's because he wants you to be the kind of person that he wants you to be. The most important thing in your life is not what you do, it's who you become. And when you listen to a father's voice, a perfect father's voice speaking to you, you know, you start to become. So why did I call this deeper? Because, because I believe that God our Father, your Father and my Father, calls us into a deeper relationship with us. You know, he's not satisfied with the relationship that we've got, although he loves it, but he wants to call you and me deeper and deeper into his love. To move deeper and deeper. It says, deep calls to deep, doesn't it? See, let me, let me give you a, a couple of quotes. That, that, this is what happens to a person who doesn't move on. Who doesn't uh, respond to the call of come deeper. A man who views the world... The same at 50 as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Yeah? A man who views the world at 50 the same as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Do you know who said that? Muhammad Ali. That's what he said. He's saying there that there is a need to move on all the time, to move deeper and deeper and deeper 
into relationships. Somebody else said, clinging to what you already know is the path to an unlived life. Yeah? Clinging to what you already know is the path to an unlived life. There's a call to move on and on continually, daily. And your father and my father, with this reassuring voice that he's got, calls us daily, calls us all the time to move on. My um, grandson started school last week. My other one's starting school tomorrow. Uh, the little fellow who sits over there and makes all the noise, you know, you know. Uh, I, 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 was, I was in the service just a few weeks ago, and we were, we were doing worship, and he, he was there sitting by us. And um, somebody spoke out in tongues. I think it was, I think it was you, Judith. And uh, she started to, you know, really with, with, with gusto give this word in tongues. And little Ben looks around and he says, what's she saying? <laughs> he starts school tomorrow. My other grandson, he started back to school you know, last week. Now, I've been taking him to school, you know, ever since he started school, do it once, twice a week. And we always pick him up a couple of times in the, in the afternoon, Alison and me. And, um, of course, this time he's moved up a year. He's gone from year three to, to year four. So that means he's changed classrooms and, and he's changed and gone, gone somewhere else. So, uh, Laura, my other daughter, she took him to the school on the Wednesday. Was it the Wednesday? I took him to school on the Wednesday. We were meant to pick him up Wednesday afternoon. Alison said, sent Laura a text, saying we're going to pick Laura up this afternoon. And Laura said, yeah, but don't go where you normally go. You need to go the other side of the playground. And I thought of that. And I thought, isn't that what God says to us? as he calls us farther on. He said, I don't want you to go to this side. I'm calling you to the other side of the playground. Yeah? So, there, there, there's, there's a word. We, we, can, we can go deeper when God's voice, our Father's voice, just calls us to him. The other side of the playground. That's where he's calling us. So, that's, that's the deeper part. So let's have a look at the, the, the second one. The second one is my, uh, about being stronger. My father's loving care makes me stronger. I, 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 believe, I believe in that. believe in that. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Tell you why. Um, over the past months um, and the series that we've been going through here at Junction 10, and we've, we've, we've been doing uh, emotionally healthy church. We've been doing talking about the soul, uh, being about you know mental strength and all that sort of sort of sort of stuff. We've been doing all those series, yeah. And with the idea that although we it brings us nearer to Jesus, it actually ministers something into our lives as well. And when I think about stronger. I really do believe that God makes us stronger. Not maybe physically, but perhaps mentally, emotionally, 
spiritually. That, that's the kind of Father God that, we've, we, that, that we belong to. It says, it, says, it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow deep down into God's love. They are. And keep you strong. Yeah? The roots. You grow down deep into God and they will keep you strong. See, we need to learn to live in his love. It's a learning process. We decide to abide in his love. That's, that's, what, that's what we do. And as we do that, you know, as our roots grow deeper into his love and his care, stuff starts to happen to us emotionally, mentally, physically. Because I know that God, my Father, has got my best interests at heart. Can, can I tell you a couple of stories about, um, uh, about being emotionally locked in or into a stronghold. Tell you a couple of stories. Because this is what happens when you're outside of God's love. Um, years ago, not years ago, a couple of years ago, I was, I was doing, a, doing a service in a little Methodist church over um, in, in, in Gornal. And I was speaking something about the Father's love. I can't really remember what it was. But at the, end, at the end of the service, this lady comes up to me and she says, Roy, do you, do you mind if I have a word with you? And I said, go ahead, you know, we'll talk and we'll pray or whatever. And she said, when I was five, she said, my dad walked out on me. My dad walked out, he abandoned me. And I'm 65 now. She says, I've, I've, I've lived 60 years, she said, not knowing why my dad walked out on me. 60 years of not knowing. 60 years of her thinking, what did I do to my dad that he walked out on me? Why have, have I been that bad as a person that he just didn't want me? You see, she, was, she wasn't thinking about what her dad did to her. She was thinking, what have I done to my dad for him to walk out on me? And she was telling me all these things and just pouring it all out, pouring it all out. But the good news was that she turned around and said, Roy, tonight, as, 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 as you preached your word, God's spoken to me. And he's put it all right. And I thought, whoa, brilliant. You know, that, that, that I could have been a part of something. Speak a word into a, into a lady's heart. She'd been 60 years suffering. She's had this stronghold around her for 60 years. Why's my dad walked out on me? Why's my dad abandoned me? And then suddenly... God moves in and ministers to her and says, I, 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 can't really, I can't even remember what I said that night, but, it, but that doesn't matter. God moved in and healed that person 
and made us stronger. I know somebody whose dad walked out on him when he was a young lad. He abandoned him. He left him. And I know that this person, this person, his mom married again and he had a stepdad. And his stepdad went to great pains of telling him that he was useless. You know, things just pile up. These things pile up. And the, the, the thing is as well that, 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 that this lad later on in life was contacted by his biological dad, by his real dad, who wanted to make a go of it again. And that didn't last long because his biological dad walked out on him again. And I think, no wonder this kid this, this, this person, you know, is in such a state as he is. I know the answer to that. But I can't tell him because he's not ready. He's having counselling. But I, I can't tell him because he's not ready. But what he needs to know is that there, there is somebody who I know, somebody who you know, who can smash down strongholds, can break down strongholds and say, look, there's a pathway for you now to walk towards me. See, I, I feel very privileged to be a son in this kingdom. I feel very privileged to... Know that there's a God who calls himself a dad, a father, a loving father. And I know that every time I have a, a problem that's, you know, up here, or an emotional problem, or whatever, I know that I can go to my father and minister, and he'll minister healing, and he'll do something about it. And that makes me stronger. Yeah? So, when we have a father like that, when you've got a father like that, which you have, you know, we can be, go deeper, we can go stronger, and, and lastly, lastly, we can feel safer. Safer. We, we live in a volatile world at the moment, don't we? Really volatile world. And there are some places where you would rather not go in this world because of... What's happening? But can I tell you this? It doesn't matter. I think Dallas Willard said this. It doesn't matter where you are in life or in this world. It doesn't matter. Because he said, if you are in God's love, you are safe. Yeah? That, that, that's, that, that's, that's how it is. No matter where you are in this world, if you are in God's love, then you are safe. See, my father's safe hands hold me firmly. I'm glad there's somebody who's got some safe hands. I've been watching the cricket over the... I, I love sport. And I, you know, I like to watch cricket. And I've been watching the cricket since it started, you know, the, uh, this, this season, through, through the T20s, the, the one-day 
World Cup and, and, and the, up to the end of the, the tests, test matches. And, and one of the things I've noticed about some of these, these cricketers, I mean, there, there was, I think it started when, when we saw Ben Stokes in the World Cup collect that ball on the boundary, you know, diving backwards and his, his hand was in all sorts of funny positions. And, and, the, and then the, the commentator says, Ben Stokes, how did you catch that? You shouldn't have caught that, you know, but, but he did. And I've been watching cricket over the past few months, and I've been watching cricketers on the field catch some fantastic catches. But I've also seen the same cricketers drop some easy catches. The same cricketers. And it made me think that about, about, about safe hands. And... My God has got safe hands. My God can hold you. My God can hold you. you. He can hold anybody. He can hold us all together in his hands because he's got safe hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father's got some amazing hands and he can hold you and me. And he won't drop you. He'll keep you safe. Some years ago, we, um, at, at Junction Town, we started to do some missional community things. Do, do you remember? And there are two or three of those missional communities still, still going. And at that time, at that time, I, I, I used to work uh, alongside... Mary Banks. Mary used to do it all, really. I just used to go along and, and just, just listen. But, but, but what we used to do was something like once, once a month. Was it once a month, Molly or, Wally or something like that? We used to, once a month, we used to go to, to, to Wally and Mandy's house, and there used to be three missional communities, you know, there at that night. And we used to... Um, well, it used to be Mary more than anything else, but Mary used to speak uh, about the missional communities that, that we were with, and then the missional communities like Wally and Mandy and, and uh, anybody else that were there, you know, they, they would all uh, chip in and say how the missional communities were doing. But sometimes these, these communities, they, 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 they didn't go as planned, did they? they tell me about it, he says. Yeah, I mean, some of the, some of the things that, that, that we... we that, We've heard from living water, how living water got set up. Woo. But these things, sometimes they didn't go as planned. But we'd always finish the end of the, the, the night by, um, by praying. And there was one particular night when I think all the missional communities were, were, were in, a, in, in, in a, not a bad place, but in a questionable place, you know. And as we were praying, as we were praying, and I can't really remember it all, but a word came to me, and it was about being held in safe hands. And I, was, I said something like this, you know, the, the, the Father says that no matter what you're going through, you know, at the moment in your missional community, whether you're struggling, whether it's going well, whatever's happening, Remember this, that I am holding you in the palm of my hand. That's what Father does. 
It's because I've got big hands. My hands will keep you firm and safe. And my hands won't drop you. And my hands are fashioned out of love. And, and, and it just went on and on like that, you know. So we know that whatever happens to us, we're safe. Because we're safe in Father's hands. And draw it to a close now. So remember that as, as Christians, we have a Father who draws us in deeper. We have a Father who makes us stronger when we learn to live and abide in his love. And we feel safe because we have a Father who will hold us and never let us go. Can I, can I just finish by um, giving you or, or reading to you what uh, I, I picked this up in a book, a, fa a Father's Heart book and it's a, it's a, it's a love letter to you from your father. Could I do that? Is, is that okay? Because it's, it's, it's very personal and it's very touching. Yeah? But it's from father to you, whoever you are out there. If you were the only person in this room today, then this is what he'd say. So just, just imagine that you're, that you're the only person here. Listen. Dear child, I want you to know how much I love you. This is your new identity. You are my child and heir, and in you I take great delight. I'm your heavenly father, and I love you even as I love my son. I'm so proud of you and can see much of myself in you. I have known you before you were born. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I have a plan. I've had a plan for you from before the beginning of time. And my plans are good. My love is unconditional. I will always love you. Nothing you can do will make me love you less. Nothing you can do will make me love you more. And nothing will ever separate you from my love. I want you to know my love for you, to feel it deep down in your heart. And as you do, my joy will bubble up inside of you. I will comfort you when you're in trouble. I will rejoice with you when you rejoice. I am your provider. You need never worry or be anxious about having enough. I will provide. I know you intimately. I know every detail about you and your days are numbered before me. I have determined the exact place where you will live and my timing for your life is perfect. Trust me. You are my treasured possession, my own darling child, and I love you. I am your loving father. Just let the Holy Spirit hover again. Just, just sit where you are just for a moment and just, just, just soak it in this morning about your identity, who you are 
in Christ. Remember, the most important thing is not what you do, but who you become. And you are a precious child of a loving dad. Amen.